Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Field of Geeks. With Halloween around the corner, we thought we'd talk about scary movies with two special guests who are true horror fans. Uh, their opinions to me would be wise to consider. Uh, let's introduce them. First, we have a graduate of Horror High and future leader against the zombie apocalypse. Welcome, David. Thank you. Next up, we have the only survivor from Camp Crystal Lake, as well as Dr. Loomis's prize pupil. Welcome, William. Or Billy. Hi. Which do you prefer? Billy's fine. <laughs> I am a doctor in zombie survival. There's paperwork out there for school, for a friend of mine, or my brother-in-law who's going to college. Really? With my name, with Dr. David Smith on it, oh. saying that I am a doctor in zombie survival. That's awesome. Dang it, I should have done my research a bit better. <laughs> it's all right. Forgive me. So yeah, thanks for being on, guys. So yeah, no uh, This is awesome. So David and Billy put a, a list together of their top 10 favorite movies. And then, you know, after we go through the top 10, we'll probably talk about what they've seen recently, what they look forward to seeing. First off, I want to ask a couple questions to both of you. How old were you when you started watching scary movies? And what do you what do you look for when you see a scary movie? I started watching scary movies when I was about five. Um, my my aunt uh, got me watching uh, the the third uh, Freddy Krueger movie. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one I, I saw. And right. then uh, from there, you know, I started watching them all the time. And then it got into uh, Chucky. And then Jason came around. So, I mean, by the time I was, you know, 10, I had seen almost all of those. Sweet. And, and I've been watching them ever since. I started off uh, probably about five or six. and But I started with the old, old horror movies, uh, Universal Studios, like Dracula, uh, The Blob, which is still one of my favorites to this day. Um, I remember uh, Vincent Price in The Fly, which creeped creeped me out real bad. I, so I started off on the with the old, old horror movies that my father watched. Um, when I was probably eight or nine, I stayed staying the night at my grandmother's house. She let me watch the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I couldn't finish watching it. It scared me. And so I never watched another horror movie again, you know, modern horror, until I was probably 14 or six, about 16 years old. I was oh, at wow. a friend's house. And I remember he, he used to rent the video, the cassettes, and make copies of them. So he had a copy for himself. And he had Freddy's Dead, Final Nightmare. And I literally remember calling home to my father and saying, asking permission to watch this movie. Because I always had to ask permission to watch movies growing <laughs> right. up as a kid. And you can literally hear my father facepalm and sigh <laughs> as he said yes. So my first real, real modern horror movie was uh, Freddy's Dead. And from there, I just skyrocketed. I'm a big fan of monsters. I do like, you know, the ones with the serial killers, the movies that make, make you jump and make you think, but my favorite are the creatures. Is that what you kind of look for in a, in a scary movie is creatures more? Yeah. I look more, yeah. I look more for the creatures. Supernatural Mon elements. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The monsters. The ones that make you go home and make sure you flip all the lights on because you don't know what's <laughs> yeah. creeping underneath underneath your couch. Been there. Um, though I do enjoy your, stand, like, your standard uh, deranged serial killer. But I look more for the the monsters and stuff like that. I'm drawn more to monsters and, and things like that. That's your introduction, probably. It's yeah. what you... Yeah, that's... Comfort that's, zone, yeah, whatever. That's because that's where I started. Right. So that's what I'm drawn to. For me, it's just more of uh, movies that, you know, that make sense. Um, that's not too slow. Uh, that kind of gets into the action. Kind of the storyline kind of works with what they're trying to mm -hmm. do. Um, 
I see a lot of movies today that are not like that, <laughs> not like the way they used to be. Right. And it's pretty much what I look for. It's more of a, you know, jumping out of a chair and type of thing. And it hasn't worked for me too well. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, pass. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was kind of hard for me to narrow down to town to 10. Uh, yeah, because I know. Um, Should have so done a 20, top I, I did, 20. I, well, I got at least 11 of them anyway. Um, there you go. One of them was the, uh, was the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I got into it more as Jason came around more as far as uh, like the 6th and 7th. More of the, uh, around the Kane Hodder era. era well, around that time frame anyway. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed the first one, um, of course, with his, with his mother. But as the time went on, I didn't like him as much until it got to the sixth one, which is Jason Lives, and then and then on is where I like the most. Anyway, how many were there total of Jason movies? Uh, I think there's what eight, nine, nine movies. Because yeah. uh, Jason goes to hell was I believe the was the final, right? Final one. Because mm. uh, I was just watching last night Jason Takes Manhattan, which is the eighth one. <laughs> yeah. and so I was up in the middle of the night and I had me watching Jason Takes Manhattan. So. So it kind of takes me back, and I like those. I like that, even though it's kind of cheesy. It, I just really, uh, yeah, I like it. It's I good eighties cheesy, eighties cheesy. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did like in, in Jason Takes Manhattan how you. It just kind of made you stop and think that he's not bound to the one place. Right. That if you really, really make him mad, he will come find you. Right. So what's what's better than going to New York? I mean, yeah. <laughs> And of course, the I think if I remember correctly, the depiction of New York. Of course, it was the eighties. It could have been this way, but it was pretty nasty. Like, it, yeah, he fit in just right. He fit in yeah. just right. And then when he first came out of the water, he looked up at the big sign. It had a big, huge hockey mask on it, so it looks like he's looking at himself. Yeah. So he's kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'm. You know, this is kind of a good place for me to, to come home to. Let's just hope they never like uh, redo him like George Lucas did with Star Wars and give him an inner monologue. Yeah. Oh, Lord, oh God, no. no. No, that's, that's good, though. I, I've seen many of those. So, yeah, uh, just the whole saga, you would that's on your list, the whole Yeah, whole pretty thing. much. I think my favorite one of all, all of them is, is Jason Lives, which is the sixth one. That's the one I like the most. Why? I don't know. It's just um, when the guy, Tommy, goes to the cemetery and, you know, digs him up out of his grave, and then all of a sudden a lightning bolt hits and, yeah. and then just brings him back. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it, it's just one of those things. It, it was it's coincidence. It's coincidence. <laughs> hey, stick a light, a, a big metal thing well, in his yeah. body, and then bzz, there, you, there you go. It always happens that way. <laughs> you just leave him alone. He's not going to come out of the grave. I mean, I think he, he was, he was in there. Anyway. He was in the grave, buried. In, you know, had a bunch of you know bugs crawling over his face, and the guy digs him up just to make sure he's dead. He read the script. He's like, <laughs> I got to unbury him for a movie. Well, he says. Jason belongs in hell. I'm going to make sure that he gets there. That didn't work. So take him out of the ground, which is closest <laughs> to hell. <laughs> yes. He hasn't been seen in 15 years. I better make sure he's still in there. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Dave? My first one is The, the Thing, the 1982 movie, The Thing, uh, which redefined horror. It redefined special effects because they were low budget. Um, it, In my opinion, it really added that gore factor. And I'm a big fan of the original, which is it come back, uh, the creature from a, th- a thousand years or something. It, some weird name. It's also known as the thing. Is it like is that the original like the 30s or 40s um, or something? The original like one I think came out in the 60s. I forgot. Oh, 60s. And, yeah, it was an old horror movie, black and white. And it takes place in the Arctic. It's a research center. There's a meteor. They go investigate. They find this giant bo- body, Frankenstein-like body, in a block of ice. 
some poor fool covers it up with a blanket. Turns out it's a heated blanket. It gets loose. <laughs> um, the premises of it is that it is a plant-like creature, humanoid-looking. It's feeding on people's blood. And uh, they actually get some samples from it and grow seeds. And if you listen to any of these pods they are growing, if you listen to it with a stethoscope, you can hear babies crying. And it feeds on blood. Whoa. It was all black and white, and they, uh, which they eventually kill it with electricity. Um, it was, it, it's all shot in kind of a dark atmosphere. It was, it's an older movie, but it was really good. Sure. Then they turn remake it with with uh, Kurt Russell, and for me, it was, it's kind of what I, I at that point when I finally got to sit down and watch it, it it, uh, it defined monsters for me. As you have a creature that can literally take on any shape, and maybe really stop and think that I'm going to watch a monster movie. If this creature truly exists, what's happening is it is it plausible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to think logically on everything. So, like, you get the this, the crazy people like Andre the Butcher, where Ron Jeremy staples his arm back on and can now use it. No, it's terrible. And it's not, <laughs> you cut a guy's arm off, he's not going to staple it on and use it. <laughs> You get a creature, though, that can infect your bloodstream and, and virtually do just about anything. It was, for me, it was a defiant, it really, it's what made me want to really get into horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, those those practical effects, you, you can't beat that. They still hold up. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen Strange. There's a, there's a scene in there where one of their teachers was watching the thing, the, the, trans, the reveal scene. And it, it is gruesome, mm-hmm. you know, when the guy's face is just ripping off, and it's just like, oh my god, this the head is. Head hits the floor and grows legs. Yeah, yeah. like it looks real. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. That's kind of CGI movies. cannot, it can't get you that. I, you know, but and that, was, and that was all low budget. Man, Carpenter was awesome. Carpenter had to really think outside the box to make all that because he was there because there's no CGI. Right. So and that was another thing that caught my attention. This none of this is computer like today, computer animated. Like when they did the quote unquote prequel, it was it, he all, he had to make all that out of foam rubber and everything else, and he did not spend a lot of money to do it. That has true talent. Is that um, one of your favorites? The thing? I mean, no, I honestly I never really saw all of it. Yeah. So I, I haven't really had a chance to really get into it to really you know understand the storyline too much i mean of course i've heard about it and everything but i haven't sure i never actually seen all of it there's so many out there it's yeah you can't you can't see them all apparently unfortunately right (laughs) yeah unfortunately what's next up for you billy uh pet cemetery um that's one of my all-time favorites um you know you can't really get over you know a little toddler who can you know (laughs) (laughs) go after his own parents and i mean it's just the storyline was really, really nice, really good, and I kept. I don't know how Stephen King came up with that, mm-hmm. but it was. It's I one of my all-time favorites. He's, a, he's a twisted individual. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. That. I think as you get older and become a parent, that movie's probably harder to take because of the child, right? Burying yeah. it, and yeah, that's uh, that's really that goes deep into the psyche. I think. It goes deep, but it's just you know, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, it's one of those classics, and I'm not sure what the budget was like, but it's one of those things that it, you can't can't not watch it. Pretty much, you know. Right. You know, Gage is the like I think he's the the character. Sure. In an entire movie. 
Yeah, because it just takes place in like, like two farms basically, right? There's really nothing else. Well, uh, it's not really farms. It's more like just like a a, a, a town like in a, off a highway. Okay, sure. And, sure. Um, you know, Fred Gwynn lives right across the street, and so <laughs> yeah. he, you know he tells you know Dale Dale Midkiff, you know that they bear they take these people to a cemetery that uh, old burial ground that's not even worth using right. but they do it anyway <laughs> just to you know bury a cat and then all of a sudden all of a sudden he's wants to bury his kid right and then he buries his wife yeah and if his kid came back bad it's like chances are his wife's gonna come back bad right but he did it anyway yeah so he's been told by a ghost the ground is sour but <laughs> does it anyway so <laughs> Yeah, if you got some creepy dude telling you not to go over there and do that, like you should listen to him. Yeah, what? what, what but we wouldn't have a movie if he, if he, you know, did listen to him. So. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, my second one, and I, my list will go all over timelines. Sure, uh, not a problem. Is, it's called Time Walker. Uh, made back in 1982. It's kind of an independent horror movie. <clears throat> Takes place on this campus of this college, uh, and and. You know, the creature, you get glimpses of it throughout the movie, only at night. And it's happening around Halloween. And what the basis is, is this archaeological uh, archaeological teacher, or whatever the, the uh, study is, they find the study of a lifetime. They discover, they send out some people out into, out into the desert, and they find this mummy. They, they can't die. He's in a tomb, in a pyramid, and they have no idea who he is. He's got to be famous though, because he's got all this stuff buried with him. So they bring his tomb, but they bring his his sarcophagus back, and they open it up, and you know this this college is thinking about they can make all this money off of it, and all this publicity, and as they they open it up, and there's uh, like this green powder in this mummy. The mummy's covered in it. So they get a sample of it, they uh, and and check it out. This and turns out that it's not the, the mummy is an alien uh you know back in the back in that day timeline this alien came forth caused a great plague he just started it just killed people and anybody suffering from the plague was buried with him that's why they think he was famous because he had all these bodies buried with him. oh wow and uh, all these servants quote-unquote servants and so they, they, they captured the alien they mummified him they buried him alive um uh, so as their x-ray so they're taking x-rays so they can get a look inside the alien and the kid, the student doing the x-rays and developing them, notices up in the corner that you can't see looking down in with the mummy is you know, six, it's like five or six rocks. But they're all white. So he finds this hidden compartment. They're jewels. And some funny looking object. So he takes them out, retakes the pictures so that nobody knows they're there. Tries to sell them, finds out they're worthless. So as the movie goes on, the powder... T- Turns in as the extra as the extra the powder that turns into a slime, like a green mold, <laughs> and if you get it on you, it literally dissolves anything organic slowly. So this one kid gets on his finger. Well, eventually, you know, later on in the movie, you you see him in the hospital. It's it's worked his way up up past his wrist. Oh. So as they're X-raying and exposing a sample of the substance to radiation, it just starts to expand. Which some gal, the alien at this point in the movie has found the first a gem on this gal's neck. This guy who stole them and finds out they're quote unquote worthless makes them to a necklace and gives them to this girl. He's trying to woo her, trying to get into her pants. 
Well, you know, it's the 80s and it's a couple of cameras. So the alien eventually shows up, snatches it away, and leaves this stuff on her chest. So the doctor, who realizes this stuff will expand, you know, grow if you expose it to radiation, uh, calls in to tell them not to x-ray this girl, which, too late, they've x-rayed her, and it's quickly grown up the side of her face. (laughs) Um, Eventually, the alien gets all all the stones together, and, or the mummy, and... There's a glow, he, the wrappings disappear, you realize it's an alien, and he tra- he disappears, he goes home. But it's, it's, it's one of those movies I saw, I probably saw it when I was about 12 years old, and it just fascinated me. It was on one of those like super scary Saturday shows. Sure. It just fascinated me. Um, you, I don't think you can find it on DVD. It's one of those you have to watch on YouTube if you don't own the VHS. Right. Not a lot of people have heard about it. I've always enjoyed it, and I always go back and read and watch these movies from my childhood. Sure. So yeah, it's it was you know it's a cheesy movie, right? But and it's an independent film, but it still in, the, in its time had that creep factor. Sure, sure. <clears throat> wow. What what was it called again? Time Walker. Time Walker. Okay. Interesting. So it's an '80s movie. You yeah, said made in, in the early '80s. That sounds pretty cool. It sounds like the mummy mixed in with like aliens or something. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You ever hear that one, Billy? I never heard of it. <laughs> never heard well, of it. Well, now you have. Now I have. Go look at YouTube. Yep. Um, I, my third one I had was uh, um, was Scream. Um, that's one of those ones, again, it's, it's a little more recent. But uh, for me, it's also one of those kind of classes as well, too. Um, I wasn't really into the sequels after that. But... Uh, this one was, I, I really enjoyed watching it. I mean, just a guy in a, a clown suit or in a ghost face You're just right. going around <laughs> hacking up people. And the phone call. And the phone calls. And the, you know. the quiz. Yeah. Yeah. The Friday 13th quiz, which I, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, it's Jason. <laughs> that was that was a good movie. It was a good movie. I did see that in theaters. That, that one, I, I liked that one as well. It was... Uh... Because it played on the horror, the horror genre fans, right? So there's a deranged killer killing people who are into scary movies. <laughs> I Whoops! Thought, yeah, I thought that was really. Uh, however, I hated the sequels only because I was dating a gal at the time and I had another gal chasing after me, and I was forced to watch the second one four times in the theater. Oh. At which point, I I loathe it, <laughs> and I have not seen any of them, any of them after that. Wow. Well, yeah, you're probably so, not missing much. I mean, they they were all right, but the first I, I, one's the best. I, the, yeah, I I have to say the I like I thought the, the first one was really neat. Yeah. And how they they put the twist on how they how they, how they put the fans in danger. It's a new, it was a new idea. Yeah. Of course, the sequels will just run out <laughs> into the, the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, gosh, they I I did see four. That was pretty good. I mean, four it, four was the last one, right? Yeah. And then well. I kind of back up a little bit. I did kind of like that one because it kind of summed up the other three as well, too, of, you know, how this killer ha- seems, seems to pop up all the time. Right. And is always someone that it was someone just being set up. She was, she's been set up by her own, what, her own brother, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's always related. To, and so to he basically Sydney. he's like going out and, you know, finding people or hiring someone to yeah go after her. So it was like Billy's mom. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, it was, you know, uh, a best friend. And then it was whatever else. It's just, this guy's just kind of just 
Haunted it kind of made the universe small when you had... Well, apart from the first one, yeah, she, her... Cindy's brother was, like, in the third one. Not to hate to spoil, but... Anyway, and I think the latest one was her niece, I think. So Something it's like, like that, yeah. It's like, well, why can't it be, like, you know, somebody outside of the family? <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, let this poor girl alone. Your mother did the... This is your mother's fault. <laughs> everyone blames the mom. It's always the mom's yeah. fault. She's like, but... you know how many people I had to kill... <laughs> To try to move on, and you just keep opening old, old wounds. You guys keep blaming my mother for everything. <laughs> yeah. Starting not to like her. <laughs> you know MTV would turn that into a series, right? I And I have not watched a single episode yeah. of it. Neither, I, neither I can't. Are. There's some shows that they make from movies. I just can't. I, just, I can't watch them. I, I tried to watch the very first show, and I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it seems I, like, I'm yeah. sure there's other people out there that probably love the show, and I think it's on for like another season. But for me... I, I couldn't. Yeah, no, I couldn't I, really get into it. I don't really know what how they are approaching the material, but you know, usually when a show is from TV, the successful ones anyway, they they try a new path, you know. Yeah. And well, they redesigned Ghostface, which <laughs> I think the new costume, the, the face looks neat, mm-hmm. but I can't bring myself to watch the series. Do you know if it's like a continuation or is it like a whole reboot uh, kind no, of? I think it's not, a whole reboot type of thing. Oh, from, yeah. what I, from what I gather, and then when they're. Uh, promoting it before it first started um you know they're basically killing everybody in, in the in the room so there's only one person left and so it's like survivor with ghostface in, in a way <laughs> so basically they're going around the room and then before you know it everyone in the room is dead i'm like okay <laughs> so after that it, it looked the commercial was cool but i didn't yeah i couldn't really see myself watching the watching the tv show so. yeah i haven't even i don't really know much about it so and i'm sure that i know it exists that's about it, it. i think it's for more a more of a teenage uh, a newer generation mm-hmm. a younger generation you know because yeah. for us you know we're seeing you know older things like the original type of things and then for new generation especially the mtv generation mm-hmm. today i'm pretty sure that that's, all... it's, probably, it's probably going towards them <laughs> instead of different instead of reality of, tv yeah. and <laughs> Yeah. Terrible TV shows. Yeah. There's no nothing in music about it. Right, no. <laughs> no. MTV is no longer really the old MTV. And it? even the MTV2, which was supposed to be the traditional, I think that's now got programming, uh, like shows and stuff. <laughs> There's one thing that they, they did bring back that I enjoy. It's not a movie, of course. Well, it is, but they brought back Beavis and Butthead, so that part, I have I have watched that. <laughs> yeah. I have watched that. Which, so. instead of music videos, they're watching Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my lord. <laughs> Which is a scary movie itself, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah. It is. <laughs> it's the only thing from MTV that I watch uh, the most of anyway, and my wife hates that. She hates the my head, So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the third one on my list, and I grouped them together, was uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween One and Two. Uh, I like the the look at the psychological side of Michael Michael Myers and how he became, or what happened to him while he was in the asylum. I also like the fact that Michael Myers turned out to be like six foot eight <laughs> instead of this littler guy from the which the, the original two were were wonderful. I really liked them, but I like this version because Michael Myers was now a large, imposing figure, where a silent, deranged killer who was supposed to possess so much strength should be. You know, sure, you know Freddy Krueger is going to be smaller, but he's got the knives. He's very intelligent, quick-witted. You know, Jason Voorhees, who, once again, played by a much bigger man. Brute strength. 
one hack and you're cut down the middle with a, with a dull with a dull a dull butter knife, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then Michael Myers, who has no concept of his limitations, sure, or cares. I liked him better as a large, imposing figure. That's interesting. And the the second one went into like his mom or something, right? Or his didn't, sister. Or something didn't they like go that. really into things? I think it was his sister. It's been a while since mm-hmm. we've seen. It. I think it was his sister, and at the end of it, she was sitting in the asylum. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get you know both the original and the in the remake. I, I think you know I, every time they remake something, there is a few things um, that are improved. You know. Um, like maybe going more into a psyche, mm-hmm. and that might be an improvement. Uh, I myself haven't seen the 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 remakes. Um, I heard I heard uh, the first ones liked more than the second one. Yeah, <clears throat> the second second one didn't don't they change his look and everything? Uh, it's been a while since it's been okay. a long time since I've seen it. Because I think he's pretty much uh, after he survived the first one, he's his mask is all dark and yeah it, gritty. It uh and I, I I normally I cringe at remakes. Yeah. It's like oh my god, how are they going to screw this up? Right. <laughs> but it, it was Rob Zombie. You know, I I just got done watching like House of a Thousand Corpses, and Devils in I believe Devils Rejects, and I was like, yeah, this this man is sick. He's twisted. What else is he going? And I like his music. What else is he going yeah. to do? Right. So. Right. And I dove right into Halloween right away. Sure. Sure. So. So did his first one really get into the supernatural versus the original Halloween? Because I think um, that one, it kind of, kind of ended like he could be supernatural or he's just good at surviving. You know, like I, as Halloween <laughs> went, the originals it was clearly supernatural. Right. You know, he um, explode, think, he'd be fine. I think that he started. I think that like like the original, the first one, it all started off as just he's just deranged. Sure. He knew no. Uh, he just, he didn't know his own limitations. He doesn't understand, you know, if, you know, you take a man who really has no idea, other, you know, has nothing in his head other than the focus of killing you and you shoot him, it's, it's probably got the effect of somebody on drugs are just going to shrug it off and keep coming. Sure. Whereas, you know, like in the first, in the original, you, you pump four or five rounds of him, you lay and lock him off of the deal. Eventually, he just sits back up and gets going. I don't think they went into Supernatural until four where they oh the return yeah where he was quote unquote working with an occult oh occult, sure sure which I've been told if you watch if you skip three which I like three that's actually on my list that's fine um if you put them all together and watch them to the very very end then they all tie in real nicely and they all really it's supposed to really explain the story so and it I I've got to do that because when he went. I really like my Michael Myers is just a deranged, determined, quiet killer. Right, and he doesn't run. He walks. No. Now, uh, the Rob Zombie one does he run or walk? Um, he might have he might have walked quickly, but I think he he maintained that just steady pace. Like I'm gonna get you yeah. eventually, like I, Jason does. Yeah, well, when I think <laughs> I think supernatural, brutal murderer. I think Jason. I sure. don't like to think Michael Myers. Right. I also had Halloween as one of my top ten as well too. Mine was more the original. Uh, sure. I I saw the Rob Zombie. I saw the first one. Um, it's been a, quite a while since I've seen it, and I agree with the, the first part of it as far as the uh, the asylum portion and uh, kind of building that story up uh, from you know as an adult and everything. I wish they would have had that portion in the original. Of course, it's nineteen seventy 
six something like movie making like yeah. changed, movie movie and, changed. Yeah. so sure. i think because uh, they show a little bit of him in the original but not but most mostly it's just him escaping the sure. asylum so it wasn't really a whole lot of detail with with that but i think if they had that portion of rob zombies uh first portion of his movie and then plus the storyline that had in the original i think that would have uh tied in a little bit better as well sure too, so that made a, a phenomenal movie and how was um malcolm mcdowell the new dr loomis how did he compare to the original i think he did a heck of a job mm-hmm Phenomenal job, and he approached him differently too, right? Yeah. yeah, but he still, I still think that he brought justice to the part. Sure, I mean, actually, there's no substitute for the original, for the original actor, and it's sad that he's gone. I do, however, like how they tied that into the movies. And what about you? Did you think the new Loomis was on par? Or? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really pay attention yeah that much you're uh, just like show me michael show me michael and <laughs> where's mikey yeah and then uh, you know the original you know dr lewis I mean, he was he was awesome i mean right and he was in what the first six well he was in he's out of three out of three but he was in one two four five and sure. six i believe so i mean he kind of aged with the, the movies mm-hmm. as well too so he's still out there trying to save michael any way he possibly can and he's nearly on his deathbed, you know, pretty much in real life because he was getting pretty old. I think, uh, was it The Curse of Michael Myers? Was that his last one? Because I know, I think he died. I think, in, I think in, uh, he, for six, I think it was H2O, whatever it was called. I think that's how they tied in his death was Michael actually, they just the scene that Michael had actually gone to his house and probably fed up with his shit <laughs> and killed him. Yeah. And that's how they tied in the, the lack of Loomis after that. Oh, I right. have not seen the last one where they're in the house partying with Ludacris or whatever. The, oh, whichever, uh, whichever uh, rapper. A resur- Resurrection? Yeah. yeah. I have not seen that one yet. I've been told, though, that that will tie everything together. I don't know yet. It kind of does, yeah. Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that... Which is only fitting because his music videos are weird. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did a uh, song for the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if he... The next one was uh, Conjuring. Um Oh, yeah. I I love that movie. I I I can watch that all day long. I mean, it, it was a phenomenal storyline. I liked how they, you know, tied in the family and what's going on in the house and the spirits and you know why the mom can't leave. I mean, everything just kind of just worked its way together, and it was just very well put together, in my opinion, anyway. I actually have that on my list, the first, the one and two, and I. Yeah, I really liked the con. I liked the Conjuring. I loved it. My wife was so scared after watching it, she refused to see the second. Oh wow! So, in fact, I had to go see the second with my buddy Robbie. <laughs> Who's gonna go with me to go see the movie? Go see the one about uh, move the spinoff about the nun, the nun demon thing from the second one. Oh sure, sure. Hopefully, that'll be better than Annabelle, right? Because I hope so. Uh, considering I, yeah, that they, they they're coming out with a sequel on that one. So. Oh, they are. Yes. Oh, I was I was so disappointed in Annabelle. I had such high hopes because mm-hmm. I, I you know I remember watching the Child's Play movies, Dolls, which oh my god, scared. how do you get that wrong? You know, scared the daylights out of me. I watched part of Dolls as a kid, and then I remember waking up in the next morning, and like one of my a couple of my GI Joes were just sitting over where I'd left where I had left them on the bookshelf, and I kept thinking they're gonna get down and kill me. Oh my god, my toys are gonna kill me. <laughs> that was so, good night, son. <laughs> yeah. So, and then so the Annabelle came out, and I was like, "This is gonna be good because she's creepy, yada yada." Oh my lord, no! <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be because uh, 
you know, the spinoff from the whole Child's Play thing, you know, they had Dolly Dearest. Yeah. So I thought that Annabelle was going to be kind of like the Dolly Dearest type of thing. You know, you, you know, you have the owner, you know, that, you know, your owner and, you know, you just scare the crap out of the family or whatever you're planning on doing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I couldn't get into it all that much. Did any of the Child's Play characters, were they in Dolly Dearest? No, no. I just think that they, I think they took uh, Dolly Dearest <laughs> from the whole Child's Play thing because, you know, the doll is from a, a toy maker. But uh, in this case, it, it's not like Charles E. Ray to where he transferred his soul into it. Uh, they actually dug up, they, were in the, they found this tomb of uh, okay. like a, of an old uh, devilish spirit type of thing. They gotcha. opened it, and so the that spirit got into the dolls and multiple dolls. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's another thing that I liked as well too. It was not just one, it was multiple, but there was like the, the leader right. that, that, the, that was in the family and everything. So that part I liked the most. So it's not completely labeled as a spinoff, kind of just like a similar, similar type, type of thing. Movie. Okay. Similar type didn't, of thing. Didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. They made, it was, it was a child's play and then they kind of ran with the whole creepy doll thing. Um, they did Dolly Dearest. I think at that point, full moon uh, brought out, uh, Evil Dolls or something. Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Master. Yeah. Puppet Master is another one. There was uh, Demonic Dolls. And then they did the, the crossover with Doll Man versus Demonic Doll, which is a guy from another world who's eight inches tall in our world. <laughs> and he throws down with the Demonic Dolls, who are all, which is a teddy bear, a little, Gosh. one of those dolls that you change the diaper on. Yeah, and stuff, right. And a jack-o'-lantern, and they're all possessed by... by minor demons who are trying to bring forth their master into this world. Wow. Yeah, the the, the, the creepy, talking, <laughs> demonic teddy bear was, I mean, even for a low-budget, you know, uh, full moon movie, was, right. was, yeah, it was downright, oh my, it gave you, the, gave you the, the creeps. The toy industry was probably like, stop making these movies. Sales are going to drop. Yeah. <laughs> Got all these dolls. Oh, my buddy's not selling anymore. Thank you, Chucky. <laughs> well, because my, my aunt used to have, you know, kind of life-size, you know, dolls as well, too. And, you know, you look at those things, and especially the ones that you think that they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go like this, and you go like this, and you go like this. You're like, the eyes are kind of following you. And they're like, oh, stay here. <laughs> yeah, my grandma's got one that, because the, it, it used to be made out of, like, porcelain or something, right? It had It's all cracked. Right. It looks really creepy. And I'm sure, you know... Back then, it was like, this is so cute. You know, it's like, yeah, not anymore. No, my, my grandma had a bunch of those too. And after seeing Dolly Dears, I was kind of walking to her house, I'd shut that door. I, door. I don't even want to look at him. You go to a doll and kind of go like this, make sure it didn't move. Are, are you alive? Are you sure you're not alive? Punch yeah. it. <laughs> Say something. Okay. <laughs> I put Halloween three on mine. Uh, I I like the, I get a kick out of the movies where because the good guy can't always win. I mean it's a fact. Come on. True. The, the, I like I read I read the books that are that way. Uh, I think it's Edward Lee. He's really really good at making writing the books where at the very end you're like, well the good guy survives so technically, but oh it's about to get bad again and it's over. <laughs> the book's over. Um, but I like the movie. The, the bad guys win. And I, I really got a huge kick out of that. I they got a kick out of the whole idea, you know. The satanic cult built up an, a, a company, an empire of for mass, you know, mass for Halloween, and we're now we're gonna put runes in them, play a specific, you know, 
this commercial is going to turn, which is going to kill all these people. Right. And sacrifice them in the name of our God. And I was, and, and oh, look, you can't get rid of all the, take all the commercials off the air. And I just, I just thought that was hilarious. I loved that part of that part of the movie. Wow. Just for the fear of fact that the, in the, in the acting is not even that good, but the fact that the <laughs> bad guys win. Right. I, in Season of the Witch, I, I didn't quite understand that much because it's called Season of the Witch. And, but they have all these, like you said, cult guys running around trying to kill people. So I'm like, they could have at least maybe changed the, I guess, the title yeah. to some other type. And that Season of the Witch, but maybe, you know, a cult. Type. Something different. Something I mean, different. And I, you, I mean, I don't know. They probably did that because well, you've got it's based around Halloween. You've got Halloween in the title, which technically another name for Halloween is see, you know, the, the season for the, the witch or whatever. But it, it's they, a catchy title. Yeah, that's... but they, they could have done something different, something a little bit more that tied into the actual movie. Sure. Since they're not witches standing over a cauldron casting, it's a company making a mask that will kill a whole not a huge amount of people. Right. Yeah, I remember, like, I think the original idea about, like, Halloween 3, if if, if it was successful, would have been, um, they were going to have a whole line of different stories. You know, each Halloween would be a different story, but I think the the third one didn't do as well, so they immediately went back were to like, Michael Myers. Yeah, let's get, yeah, back, let's get Michael back. And, uh, yeah. Michael's going Michael's to mm-hmm. make money. But it was an interesting idea. Too bad it didn't, it didn't work. And uh, I remember when uh, uh, Billy and I saw, I think we saw H2O, maybe. And we were kind of on a you know a spree of watching the Michael Myers movies, yep. and we were trying to find three. And back then, it was like it was hard to find. You just couldn't find it because it wasn't popular. It was all that popular. Right. And I'm so. glad we didn't really go to too much trouble. I yeah. mean, I've seen clips of it. I haven't really seen the whole thing, but I do admire that they were going for something different. You know, they probably they probably could easily use Michael Myers again, but they're like, let's just try take something. a break. Take yeah. A break from- Let's try something. Let's try to make like a saga, like right. different stories. And I, it's a shame it didn't kind of go on. I mean, even though the Michael Myers movies were still fun, it, it could have probably done both, you know, like right. a, you know, a one-offs or whatever. But Well, they weren't going to make a sequel to the first one to begin with. Oh, really? John Carpenter, he made it and he was done. He's going to go do something else. And the popularity of the movie was so big. like And like, because they kept bringing it back... It should play like early in the year, and then they brought it back and played it during Halloween. Oh, and he was yeah. like, "All right, well, the demand is high. I'm gonna have to make a sequel." So he made the sequel, and I think and that went that went over well. And he probably had the idea of, "Well, let's just do a variety of scary movies for Halloween." Yeah. Oh, I, and then the third one bombed. That sounds right. And yeah. so they went, "Well, let's just go back to you know we're gonna make money off this anyway. Let's go back right. to Michael." Wasn't wasn't the first one originally a low budget? movie mm-hmm. as well too I think so yeah. but it, was, it was low budget but then it comes out and just explodes right and then it just becomes one of those big classics and everything so it seems like the low, the low budget movies become the it's almost ones. a bad thing when they they get huge you know because the budget goes up yeah. and it just doesn't seem to deliver the same right and it's kind of hard to you lose that you right. lose that because um, I think two is Two is the same night, wasn't it? Two takes place takes place after the same night because uh, yeah, Lloyd's like, is taken to the hospital. Right, it's like give this girl a break. Like, so, like twenty minutes later. Yeah. So yeah. basically, the movie was made like what two year, like a year or two later, but yeah. it, it takes place the same night. Yeah. So she has, has to look the same way she did before. Right. But it, even two was pretty good as well too because it they yeah. t- one and two tied together. 
So yeah. they, I mean, it's basically the same story. It was just in two different parts. I wonder uh, how cool it would be to watch them both side by side, like, because it's really one big movie if you and think actually, about yeah. it. And I have, and it's actually it is fun. Yeah, I bet. And it, because it, it tells a lot. You don't, you know, you, you kick the second one right in, right into, right in after the first, and it's it's almost it's almost like a, like oh well, that. They, something was going on while I was getting popcorn and kind of getting this movie started. Right. You know, it takes you 20 minutes to get through it all. Right. And so, yeah. yeah it, was, it, it really is. It's They turned it into one long movie. Yeah. Yeah, Carpenter was... That score is still... I mean, that, that creeps me out. That's like the top score. That's It's fantastic, but it's scary as hell, you know? Um, it's just I mean, classic. And you hear it in all the haunted houses. Yeah, you hear you hear it in haunted houses all across America, even to this day. And I think he wrote that and played it. Like I think that's him because I think he did a lot of his soundtracks, you know, to his later movies and stuff. So, yeah, he's a huge icon. He's really given us quite a bit. But yeah, that's um, yeah, uh, three was definitely different. Uh, did he come back for H two O? Was that his or did he not? For who? John Carpenter did did he direct H two O? Actually, I don't recall if he did or not. I, I want to say he was, had something to do with all of them, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. Next on my list, I had uh, oh, back to the Stephen King era. I had it on there. <laughs> um, you know, Tim Curry did awesome with that clown. I mean, yeah. And I read an article that um, that that clown hair wasn't fake. It was actually his own hair. What? Oh, it's like wow. it's basically. I, I, I'm not sure the article's right or not, but I read it. I read an article about it, and you know they had to do the top part of his head to you know put the I guess the cap on or whatever. But wow. they, but that the hair itself was actually his supposedly. Wow, that's commitment. Oh, and wow. Whoa. So and I I didn't know that until just you know until recently. But he played the I, I love that movie. I mean I I watched a few uh, scenes of it l- l- last night and just going back to <laughs> what what it did back in the nineties. And then I'm looking forward to seeing the the, the next one because I think the new guy who's doing it he's a young guy and i think he'll do it just as well too it just fit, finished ra- uh, filming as well so i'm pretty excited to see it oh. but i'm the costume looks the co- great costume is oh, yeah. oh, it's, of course it's way dark it's darker than mm-hmm. of course than the original because you know it's just i'm pretty excited to see it and you know the original like i said tim curry did good uh with it and i know he's going to be in the second in the in the remake and at some portion of it but you know you have a bunch of kids who you know get together and you know, trying to beat their fears, trying to beat this clown. And it's just, it, I thought it was well put together. This is one of the movies that, uh, from Stephen King's books, that was, I think, one of the best ones. It was two, it was a two VHS uh, yep. set, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. It, it was like, I think it was a, a, they played part of it on one night in TV. Sure. And then the next night they played the next half. And it, uh, and I read the book, which is thick enough to beat you can kill a man with it. <laughs> um, I like, I like how much they took of the book and turned into the movie. I mean, there are there are a few differences, but <clears throat> it was really well done. Which I've noticed that a lot of Stephen King's movies, based off his books, are phenomenal. It's it's, and I think that Stephen King has puts his hands in the movie making to mm-hmm. make sure it's good. He's not yeah. about to let somebody else just take over and ruin it like that poor poor Dean Koontz. <laughs> Everything based off of his books, except uh, that he hasn't, except for Odd Thomas, sucked. Yeah, but he's, he's such just... a good author, so he refused to back off of Odd Thomas, and it turned out to be pretty good. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, Stephen King has to be part of all of his movies. He's in every oh, single yeah. movie. And then uh, one, I 
it's not on my list because it's not really a horror movie, but uh, I watched it last week. It was The Langoliers. Oh, okay. And it was uh, it was on last week, and of course he's in it as well too with Bronson Pinchot and stuff like that. Yeah, Balky from Perfect Balky, Strangers. Yeah. yeah, but that was on last week, and I mean it's, it's just he. I like how, how he likes to be a part of his own stories, mm-hmm. and even like well Stan Lee, you know he, yeah. he's in every single <laughs> yeah. Marvel yeah movie. But I mean it's, it's nice that he can be a part of of his own story that he's that he's creating, and he actually you know brings a certain character to life as well too. And that was another like two tape, I believe. The Langoliers. Yeah, it um, was. I two I, or three. I think it was supposed to be a, a yeah. I think it was two or three. Yeah, that it was, was up a, there. And even though the once you know the the special effects were terrible. Yeah, I was just going to say incredibly that. Incredibly entertaining. Yeah, if you replace the special <laughs> effects with like practical or modern, yeah, it'd oh, be I terrifying. Would lo- I would love to see that. Yeah, that's, that's I would what, too. I would, that's a remake I would love to see. Oh yeah, I'm sure I could I could see it coming. Because you know, like the, the the new It movie is a theatrical remake, right? So they have a bigger budget and you know a bigger scope, probably. Just you know, for instance, like its costume, it it shows all these eras he's been alive. Like there's like Victorian era mixed in with it. Mm-hmm. Like it just shows Ooh. age. It's really cool. I'll have to show you a picture afterwards, but it's good. It yeah. looks really good. And I think in the in the new one they're they're going to be following pretty much the same kind of storyline. I mean, the same kind of characters as well too as they did in the original. So they're probably going to follow the same kind of storyline. I'm sure there's going to be differences as well too. Sure, sure. But I I like how, you know, at least the pictures I like how they how they look. Yeah. And it looks a lot creepier than of course the original. Right, yeah. I mean, you can't really beat the original, I don't think. Because the original was, you know, there's some cheesy moments and stuff in there as well too. It's unique because the first part it's was unique. all kids, right? It's all, it's all kids, you know. Second, they're adults. Second, they're adults, and I mean, they're kind of going back to their childhood, trying to, you know, they didn't want to go back, but they promised that they would. And a huge cast too. Huge cast, yeah. So, but I, re- I really enjoyed. I like that movie. That's cool. Good choice. And the next one on my list uh, goes back to the late '50s. It's the original Blob. Um, it was one of the ones I watched as a kid. I, I hate the remake, by the way. <laughs> and when I heard Rob Zombie wanted to remake this one, I I cringed. I mean, yeah. I love Rob Zombie, but when he was going to remake the Blob, I cringed. <laughs> this is one of my, my favorite monsters. It's one of my favorite movies. I watched it as a kid, and I remember having dreams that the Blob was coming up through my the vents in my room and was going to eat me toes first so I had to wear socks to protect my feet it was, yeah I was a strange child well no it's just monsters but, it scares every yeah. kid but uh, um <laughs> I it's and I did a little research on this one um Olin Howland who is the old man in the beginning who uh gets the blob on his hand it's his final movie uh, a couple, he, about a couple, a year or two later, he passed away. But he was really big into the theaters and, and theater and stuff like that. He did very few movies. He had a bit part in the sci-fi movie Them. He was, it was his last movie. Um, the movie did not was did not have a lot of money to make to make it with. In fact, they uh, they gave uh, Steve McQueen twenty five hundred bucks and ten percent of you know the profits off of it. Because wow. they they didn't think it was gonna make much money, and, you know, <laughs> and it made grossed four million dollars. And this is back in the late fifties. Sure, that's big. Um, it is based off. It's, it's kind of based off a true story. Uh, in the fifties, some police were called, and I don't know what town it was in, were called to a meteor crash. They're like, oh, you know, all right, stupid kids playing jokes, blah blah blah. So they show up, and there's on the ground is this. 
goo just sitting there. You know, and they poked at it with a stick a little bit, and they look at it, and they don't want to touch it because they're called out here for a meteor, but here's this puddle of slime. <laughs> right. So, you know, they called in authority, you know, other people and so on and so forth, and by the time, this is the middle of the night, by the time the people that they called show up, Don has showed up, and this goo has dried up and disappeared. So somebody took this, and so they didn't really want to report it, but they had to. <laughs> somebody took this story and turned it into a monster movie. <laughs> and a fun fact about this movie is the blob started off as a modified uh, weather balloon, and later when he was engulfing stuff, it was turned made a, a silicone and red dye, which to this day has not dried out and still sits in the same five-gallon bucket it was shipped to the, sa- the movie set with. It is still <laughs> wow. gooey. Oh my! But it it was it's one of my, in fact I watch this movie at least once a year. It's. It's just so much, so much fun, mm-hmm. and it's such a unique creature that he's it's sliding around through town, swallowing people up, getting bigger. And by the time people start listening to you that it's there, it's almost too late. Oh look, you just happen to find find out its weakness, <laughs> and it's, but it's not dead. Wow, <clears throat> it was it black and white or color? Uh, it started off black and white, but they did make it into, into techno color. Sure. Um, it did spawn a sequel, The Son of the Blob, which was kind of a, how sort of like a kind of a, a satire version. Okay. Like yeah. at the very beginning, the guy is watching, who brings home a piece of the, <laughs> of the blob from the Arctic, and it gets out and, he, and eats a kitten. It gets back into the house, <laughs> and then the guy that brings it home, like literally, this guy comes home, his wife goes to the store, he dumps out a vase, and fills it full six pack of beer that he had in his suitcase. He took to the Arctic with him. Why it's in his suitcase, I don't know. <laughs> Sits down with his vase of, of, of beer and is watching the original blob. And as the blob comes up over him, he stops and kind of sits up in his chair and starts looking around and the blob freezes. I'm like, oh, I might be detected. <laughs> Looks around, he goes back to the movie and then it eats him. It was, the, the, the son of the blob was terrible. <laughs> but the, the original is, it, it's a fun movie. It's not... You know, today's day and age, it's not going to scare you, but it is fun to watch. Sure. And Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen is a does a phenomenal job in the movie. Is it more effective in black and white to you? Um, it goes either way. Okay. Yeah. I, I've owned I own it on DVD. It's in color on my version. Uh, I have seen it in black and white. I prefer it in color because you know you can still kind of see into the shadows and stuff. The blob it gives it a different look. Sure. But yep, it, it really is. In my opinion, a fun "quote unquote" horror movie. Good, that's good. That's you know, that's something I've kind of been wanting to check out for a long time. It's always you know, it's always in the back of my head, like, oh yeah, the Blob. I've always heard about it, but well, it's I'll really find cool. it. I've got it at home somewhere. I'll find it and I'll bring it over for you. Sure, it sounds great. I say next on my list was the original Fright Night uh, with Roddy McDowell and uh, William Ragsdale and Chris Randon. Um, that's definitely at top of my list. I watched it all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I like. I mean, it's from the '80s, but I mean, it had really decent effects on it. Uh, Chris Randon did awesome uh, playing a seductive vampire. Uh, William Ragsdale did awesome, you know, playing a, the next door kid, just kind of spying, spying on his neighbor, and just happened to notice that hey, they're carrying a coffin down the basement, and <laughs> hey, there's a you know, he has fangs, and you know, he's trying to you know <laughs> seduce some girl with the with the window open. So I mean, but yeah. and the soundtrack, right? He, and the soundtrack. His- Cut, oh, yep. <laughs> yep, and then of course I had the uh, I had the sequel. I had Fright Night Part Two, 
which you know the head vampire is uh, Jared Dandridge's uh, sister Regine, so she's coming back to place revenge on on Charlie for killing her brother, and then at the same time turns him into one right. as well too. So you know, and then you know, they have the werewolf, they have the other vampires in there, the one that doesn't even talk, the vampire that doesn't talk, but he. So they kind of expanded the, the universe, <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't go for a third or no, no. It's kind of shocking, especially for '80s. Like you'd think they just see, you know. Well, I, I think after the second one, I, I couldn't really see making the. It's uh, just too much competition, probably. I think too much competition. I mean, the, the first one did really good. Um, honestly, I don't know how well the second one did. I liked it, to be honest, mm-hmm. because it kind of followed the story of the first one. But then you started seeing the um, the remake of Fright Night with uh, and with what was it Colin. Colin Farrell and, and the late um, Anton um, Yelchin. Right. And I have not seen the remake. I I, I saw the first, I saw the preview looked pretty good. The but, preview looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, uh, Chris Rand was in there. He had a small part, just a really, it, really small part. And then he got killed. But, <laughs> but I mean, it was, I, I couldn't get into it. I mean, I couldn't, you can't really beat a classic. You know, you can't beat the original sometimes. Sometimes you can. And yeah. de- depending on what, what the special effects and everything as well too, but in this case, you know, I mean, I, they had good actors, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they had good actors, but you know, I I just really enjoyed the, uh, the sure one and just how they did back then, and you know, turning him to a bat. You know, even though they didn't show him turn to a bat, they just kind of showed a shadow mm-hmm. of him turning to a bat when in a, like the, in the final portion of the of the movie. But they they did very well with that. So. Did you ever catch the sequel to the remake? No. Because I think that might have been similar to the original sequel. I think it was a relative of his, and right. Actually, yeah, I did. Did because, you? I did because uh, the, but, but the second one as well too. I think her name was Jerry Danders as well too, or the female was named Jerry or something like that. So they just re- they remade both sequels. <laughs> so they remade both sequels of uh, of the same character name. I think that's how they did it. I think the last the last name was Dandridge. Yeah, but, but I don't think it was like, you know, how they went from the first one from Jerry and then they went to Regine. But I think that in the remake they did Jerry, and I think the the other remake I think it was Jerry as well too. So I don't <laughs> at least interesting, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the character name as well too, but <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't get into it. Very did much. the remake have the music at all? No, I think it was all different. Different. I think it was all kind of uh, like a I think rock metal type sure. of type, uh, music, and then the original was just kind of like the you know the you know the the eighties, the and then the then you have the the song, the theme mm-hmm. song that plays almost all the time. Yep. And so, yeah, I I couldn't get into the, the newer ones. I remember I made him a soundtrack of like scary movie songs. I think I put that one on there. Yeah, the I think one. I think it's on there like sixteen times because you have the. <laughs> it was hard to find. It was hard to find, but you have <laughs> you have the original song that was just all instrumental, and then you have. The song with the lines in it from some of the characters in there, and then you have the song from the <laughs> yeah, that's right. from the sequel, and that's there's right. <laughs> so I forgot all about that. So yeah. there's like you have the different times, like when uh, in the first movie where uh, Jerry had uh, uh, Charlie's girlfriend in, in that room, and he plays a song, and they're talking, and they, the song the song's in the background, and then he, <laughs> then he bites her, and then you have you know the end song, right. and then you have so it's it's in there like sixteen times basically. <laughs> I had to make it count. <laughs> so, I don't think it's that many times, but... I, I found I, it. <laughs> and then we found... Yeah, we just kept recording it over and over again. So I couldn't get enough of that song. <laughs> Another CD. <laughs> Next one I had is an older older one, made in 77, called Shockwaves. 
uh, the movie opens up with telling you that how talking about how the Nazis actually figured out how to make the perfect soldier from dead bodies. Then that they were unstoppable killing machines. The problem was as they killed everything on the field, including other Nazi soldiers. <laughs> so they were decommissioned. Uh, as you watch this movie, you find out that the uh, a SS commander played by I got him written down. Uh, Peter Cushing, who actually finished making Star Wars and jumped right into this movie. Wow. Um, he uh, <clears throat> he took his ship and took his quote-unquote squad and sank the ship off this island because we were they were going to lose. He knew they were going to lose the war. Cause goes up onto this island where it's got a small town, um, small house that's basically been abandoned and lives at, or like a mansion or a resort and lives his life for the rest. Of, he lives his life there. So you cut forward several years, and a boat that's taking a tour of the islands comes along, and they get caught up on the reef because the tide's low. I'm like, all right, we'll just go tour the island, no big deal. Well, there, and it, and uh, the captain of the ship is is played by John Carradine, who's the great owl in The Secret of Nim. So, and that's cool. he, and in the movie, he in the movie he's a drunk, but he, they get there, and the whole place is abandoned, no one's there, so they're they're hanging out, checking things out. <coughs> what they don't realize is that these undead Nazi soldiers wake up. Mm. Um, and they literally look waterlogged. Like, their skin's wrinkly and gray. Their hair's... You know, they all have blonde hair. They're wet. They're wearing these welding goggles. Wow. And during the day, if you pull the welding goggles off of them, they're useless. They're blind. They hit the ground. They just lay there. Until the night... Until nighttime comes up and they get back up. <laughs> but they're just unstoppable killing machines. Wow. And they just start dr- killing people, drowning them and everything else. They even kill the commander. So it's it, it's one of those movies I saw when you know when I was a, a, a early teens. It was one of those movies that stuck with me, and it was another another uh, look kind of at zombies, which is actually I'm actually really obsessed with zombies in sure. life. Uh, it's just another look at them how they, in a sense they could be controlled. They weren't flesh eating, but they were still undead, and how if they kind of made you stop and think if this, this was real and the Nazis actually figured out how to tame them well, we'd all be speaking German or we'd <laughs> yeah. all be dead one of the two right right that's uh, oh man I, that's gotta be uh, pretty grotesque with the 70s effects yeah and, <clears throat> they were really they all they all looked similar you know because they were all you know they all had blonde hair which at that point you know because even waterlogged is white they've all oh, got sure. the, 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 the Nazi uniforms are all gray and kind of wrinkly and they all got the welding goggles, but wow. the, you can tell they, they only look a little bit different in the face because they're different people. And I don't remember how many there were, but it was yeah. They they come into this island and it's like you know, and they <laughs> start clearing out the living again. Get back on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Worst vacation ever. Yeah. <laughs> sounds that sounds creepy, and good. I say the next one on my list was the the nineteen nineties version of uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, with Tony Todd. Uh, it was the the of course the, the color version, so it was basically the same kind of storyline as the one back in I think the I think it was the, back in the sixties. Yeah, I think I think it was yeah, that one was black and actually, white. I have that on my list of the the original. And uh, I like uh, I like the one with Tony Todd, and um, I mean I like that Night of the Living Dead and that storyline, and then also when they got to uh, Return of the Living Dead as well too. And That's Return, a classic, right? Not Night of the Living Dead. Uh, re- the Return. Return. I, well, or no, he, for other reasons, maybe. No, well, re- in a re- way, they're kind of classics, I guess, because Return, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2 
one thing I, I just noticed recently is like two of the guys that uh, that were in the first one were also in the second one, and they both in both movies they become zombies as well too. So two different character names, but they <laughs> but they're they're uh, bring them back. Yeah. So basically, the first one, uh, the guy, uh, the young guy, works for the older guy for in some kind of shop, and then uh, the uh, the gas comes in, brings the bodies to life and stuff like that, and the guy gets bit and becomes dead, you know. And then the second one, the same two, go into a cemetery and start, you know, going to mausoleums and taking, you know, the dead people's jewelry and stuff like that. The gas comes in. They <laughs> pretty much inhale it and then become zombies again later on. And so it's just two, it, it's two same guys. I never noticed that before. I'm like, these guys are the same ones and they're in both movies and they both they become zombies twice. And they, the older guy in the first one, I think he cremates himself. He just gets into the, uh, the crematorium and just... Going, just burns himself because I don't think he could take care take the pain anymore. Wow. And then the second one, I think he ends up just eating someone's brains and then he gets shot at and something like that. So, well, you know, I, I did see the return. I saw I saw the end at one time on TV and I didn't know it was the end, but it was like she was in an attic and her boyfriend with a le- he had like a letter jacket on. Yeah, yes. He's yeah. trying to get to her. Yep. And it get like it gets really into like the government's like yeah. nuke the town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the minute he pops out of the the door and he what's her name because he she yells it and it's so creepy. But it after that it's like the nuke goes off. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he had the fallout and then he goes into the clouds and rays down and then see another cemetery where the hand pops up. Yeah. 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 And I think they had it. Didn't they have a gag reel or something? They had something weird after oh, the after credits. To. Yeah. So it really really got into the cheesy factor. But yeah, I, I it was the movies were cheesy. Sure, they, they were all cheesy, but it's just it, it, they're good. I mean, they're I mean they're low budget. I mean, for they me, were the original it, zombie, kind movies, of the original zombie, right? yeah. yeah. And it was just you know, it seems like the cheesy movies you know kind of stick out the most. But you, you could I could watch them. Sure, and they, and they made Return of the Living Dead three, and then I think they made at least four or five of this them. is George Romero no, right uh, George, oh, George Romero did not do the returns oh he did not okay somebody else did and they were they were kind of a satire kind of making fun of it a little bit but then not sure um it I, I've got it yeah no I like the Living Dead movies mm-hmm. they made especially the the iconic one from the first one he comes out of the the barrel he's missing the top of his head there's his brain mm-hmm. he's all slimy he's falling apart and Oh, yeah, he really animated. That first, first one's creepy. Yeah. And then when they when they add color to it, the zombies are like, aren't they like blue or something? Or <laughs> some are they're blue. They then they have the normal. Uh, they have one that's kind of like like you said, it's like all kind of gooey, and the brains mm-hmm. are kind of showing, and the eyes are kind of popping out. Yeah, it's kind of walking like sideways, and the, the clothes are kind of torn a little bit, and it's just <sighs> you know, right now, I well, that line that that guy gives, he's like, they're gonna they're coming to get you, Laura, or something no, like that. That's the original. That's the and the yeah. remake of, of A Night Living Dead, and it's, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, Barbara, yeah. And she's creeped out by being in the, the cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. So he's te- it's his sister, and he's teasing her. <sighs> Which And then the poor bastard gives his life up to save her. Sure. Serves him right. He's going to tease her. <laughs> um, Night of the Living Dead, is, it was, the original was on my list. But the remake is phenomenal. I do really like the remake as well. I chose the original because it started the zombie genre. Sure. It's, it created a horror a, a genre all on its own. Um, and which George Romero made very, very little profit off this movie because he did not understand distribution rights and stuff oh, like that. So yeah. everybody made took advantage of him. 
But, and I thought that, and I got to look into some of the, uh, just into some of the, the stuff into it, like, when the zombies are eating the quote-unquote entrails from the truck that blew up, that's rope, covered in, like, jello. Wow. This slimy rope. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, when they're eating the meat, in fact, all, it's, all that is is roasted ham covered in chocolate sauce. All the blood in that movie, because it's black and white, was made, it was chocolate sauce. <laughs> Like, the hand that he stabbed with the screwdriver was a clay hand filled with chocolates. Because, well, it's black and white. Right, no right, right. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. Hershey's made a profit, you're saying. No, um, Bosco or whatever. Bosco. I actually looked into it. I did like, I did like the... I mean, yeah, and I guess I, I have to throw in the, the remake as well, because I love the differences. Sure. But I like the similarities as well. Uh, you get that... Yeah, the band, the, the strong, the strong black black actor, strong character. He, he's you know he shows up, shits hit the fan. Why are you sitting around? And then the original, he was played by uh, Dwayne Jones, who had never and they interviewed him before he died. He'd never seen a Romero movie ever, and he's the one. Who, and the character was supposed to be just some ignorant trucker, and he changed it. He's like, no, let's do this instead. And so then you get this guy in a suit who takes charge. Yeah, I remember and, that. And so, which in the remake, which, and I love, and I like the ending differences as well. I felt really bad for the, you know, for the, for that character. Sure. But, and how in the, in the original Barbara is throughout the whole thing, she is worthless <laughs> and eventually is killed by her brother. And in the remake, she pulls herself out of it and turns into a badass and gets away. And how, if I remember right, the uh, the it's the remake where where the where Ben lives and is shot at the end. Or no, it, it's it's the, the original. He he lives, and he comes up out of the basement because you know the 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 local boys come rounding up and start killing zombies. And he's looking out the window. Oh hey, there are people here. I'm safe. Somebody thinks it's a zombie and headshots him. Oh. Yeah, because in the in the remake, he he was shot by one of the uh, other guys because uh, it was a guy's um, the guy's daughter had gotten bitten by the one of the zombies and they're down in the basement, and then the daughter ends up uh, killing the the mother, yeah. and then the daughter comes up the stairs and then uh, the woman that was already there ends up shooting her, but Tony Todd uh, he I think he just I don't know how he became a zombie to be honest with you I know he he got, he got shot he got shot by the by one of the guys. But I don't think he ever got uh, infect, infected by the by the zombies. Girl bit him. Okay, okay. Because I didn't. I, I guess I didn't see that part. Because I was like, I wonder why he, how he became a zombie when <laughs> he was he was shot. But there's nothing else. So he comes up and he's dead, and then they, they shoot him. Right. I'm like, okay. And then that, that, that little little asshole out of the basement in the remake shows up. Oh my God, you live! So I can get out of here. Oh, he comes out of the and, attic and she shoots. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, no. She's no, oh yeah, you survived. Damn it! After she kills Ben, the, you know the, the zombie Ben, she's like, oh well, he's dead because you're a dick, and shoots him. No, nope, another one for the pile. Another one for the burning pile. Yep. Oh gosh. But I, uh, I, I think out of all, I love the Romero films. I liked them all except for uh, Survival of the Dead. And if which is if uh, as this as the, as the movies go, you get the, the movie called Diary of the Dead. Which is based around some college students making a, a low-budget movie for an art class, and then zombie apocalypse happens. And you know they all go back to this rich kid's house. One of them, who's rich, goes back to his house and find out the shit's hit the fan. So now they're trying to get across country to get some of them back to their family. 
At one point, after they've armed themselves up, they come across a band of uh, of weakened warriors. Well, you know, everything's falling apart, so they're they're not weakened warriors anymore. <laughs> so, and they they take all their weapons from them except for oh. a bow and arrow and all their stuff and leave them. And then once they leave, then uh, and then the movie goes on. Well, survival of the dead is that group is about that group of uh, soldiers. They end up on an island, in which two people are warring, fighting about the zombies. One guy thinks that they can be rehabilitated and worked back into society. The other guy thinks they need to die. They fight all the time. The guy that thinks they can be rehabilitated is trying to teach the zombies how to eat animals. Which, I'm sorry, if you watch the original movie... <laughs> George, if you ever hear this, you're a fool. Uh, if you watch the original re- movie, the zombie actually picks up a mouse and eats it. So why are you teaching it to eat, teaching them to eat meat or animals when they're going to anyway? It was a terrible movie. At the end of it, both warring, both old guys who are warring or zombies are standing on the hillside, staring at each other like they're ready to like they're ready to pull out dueling pistols and shoot. And they start try walking toward each other like mm-hmm. they're gonna fight, and then it's over. But it was it was a it was just a terrible movie. Was it how old was that movie? Um, it was made early two thousand. Okay, because it wasn't his last one. Um, was it? Uh... Oh crap! What was it called? It was like Day of the Dead or something like that. No, that was the last one that I know he made. Um, Which I heard that wasn't received too well either. Is his last one he did? Out of all of his movies, that was one I, I can't stand. I do, however, I think that the first the, the first one needs uh, needs recognition because it started started everything. Yeah, what we have now is because I don't know if there was really anything about zombies before that. Probably. I mean, I guess you can count the mummy, but that didn't go. That didn't say he's no. a zombie. <laughs> no, no <laughs> it's something it's, else. Yeah. No, and uh, it, no, it was that was all based off of curses and everything else. Right. He did. Well, David did was the last, the last quote unquote dead movie he did was Survival of the Dead in two thousand nine. Oh, okay, okay. And he had his hands in movies like uh, the Crazies and uh, Dead Time Stories one and two. I've never heard of those. So probably all direct to video. No, and he actually had something to do with the remake of Night of the Living Dead. Like executive producer or something. He was a, yeah, he was a producer. Sure. And oh no, there's a Day of the Dead coming out this year. Oh okay. If it hasn't come out that it, that he was a writer for. Oh all right. So, Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Looks yeah, in fact he was a writer for a lot of them, like the remake of Day of the Dead from that went straight to video in two thousand two thousand eight. So on and so forth. He, I guess it sounds like anything that was of the dead, he's, he's had his hands in it. Which I'd imagine he would. It's he his, ran into the ground. Yeah, it's his much. franchise. The creator so ran into the ground. Of the dead master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think I think uh, he's not a fan of The Walking Dead. Which no. Which is kind of surprising. Like, he does but. not like The Walking Dead because it it's focuses too much on the people and not enough on the zombies. Which you cannot make a series based strictly on the zombies. It would get boring fast. Yeah. Yeah, and I only had, I had not yet watched a single episode of The Walking Dead. You have to. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him you got to. I have not watched a single one. You'll I, like it. Yeah. It's so good. Um, my sister loves Walking Dead, but mm-hmm. I have not. He'll come late to the game, and he'll just I haven't, be all come, over I haven't it. come to my quote unquote senses yet. I guess he'll buy, he'll buy the I, box set and everything. Just yeah. go nuts. It's all on Netflix, just to let you know. Yeah, actually, it's all there. So uh, we uh, actually. And I, I'm reading the comics, and I love the differences as well. So then the differences, you know, I like how they've, they've, you know, they've kept some of the, some of it, 
Excuse me, but then they've they've still taken it and added their spin. The the, the guys that are making it made their spin to it. Sure, they changed it. Right, because if it was exactly like the book, people wouldn't probably tune in. They're like, um, well, I already not, seen not this. Not nearly. Yeah, not nearly as yeah. much. But I still, I and I can't wait to, because like the, like the the Negan speech. Yeah, I out did of the, out of the comics. They, I mean, if you if you now if you go out and buy the un unrated DV Blu-ray, speech is word for word. There's a lot of F-bombs. Oh, sure, sure. But if you pull out the profanity, it's he literally that whole speech, him getting off the truck and down to saying that if anybody, if this, you know, if anybody moves, cut this kid's eye out and feed it to his dad. Yep. So it right down to it, other than without the profanity. Wow. I mean, I remember so when, I remember when the season finale came and that clip hit uh, Facebook right away. And I just I couldn't wait, so I was like, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. Like he's so good at that part because it's been building up to his yeah. character. So I have in the com I've reached the point in the comics where it has in the TV show. Uh, they've they in fact it would be this season. They've gone and he, Rick's gone and met with um, King King Ezekiel from the Kingdom, and everybody there talks like old days. Oh yeah. Oh. He, he, and, you know, he's got his pet tiger and stuff. But uh, <laughs> Negan is different. Yeah. He's a different kind of... Negan acts like he is normal, that he has <laughs> to enforce the rules. That it's Lucille, the baseball bat, she's the twisted one. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So, and he talks to that bat. And really? He does not let, she does not like to be laid on, put, dropped on the ground, so therefore she is not to be touched, left on the ground. You're going, and he leaves her in, in the truck at one point, and somebody brings it back, brings Lucille to him, and he says, "You well, you took good care of her. You didn't drop her or nothing. You carried her like a lady, right?" And he's like, "Well, yeah." And and he, a couple of other con, you know, he, in the comic, he actually asks the guy, "Well, did you eat her pussy like a lady?" And the dude's like, "Uh, goes, of course not. It's a bat. Just don't be stupid." But thank you. But thank you nonetheless. Yeah, Negan. Negan's a special kind of twisted. Yeah. Like yeah, he's. He's got multiple wives. They, they, he does not uh, condone rape. Like, yeah, like uh, um, you, he's got. Everybody has to earn everything they get. So you have to work for your food. You have to work for your medicine. You just, you just because you're part of his group, you don't get it. Uh, you, at one point, he, uh, in the comics anyway, Carl sneaks into his truck and because he wants revenge. And Rick is just playing. And this is at the point that I'm at in the comics. Rick is just playing along. He eventually wants to get Negan's guard down so he can take Negan out. But, uh, so Carl sneaks into his truck, goes to where they're at. And so and Negan, you know, captures him kind of and takes him around. And one of his wives had an affair. So he, he pulls people together. He pulls everyone together. So these are the charges. He turns to his wife. Do you do you want to be with me? If you don't want to be with me, I'm not going to make you stay with me. I will let you go. But you're going to have to go back to earning everything. As one of his wives, you get everything handed to you. As his wives, so he says you have to. You'll uh, you have to go back to earning everything you have. So what is it? And she wants to. She decides to stay with him. So the guy, her husband, her boyfriend, her husband, or whatever, who she was with, who she cheated with, he gets punished. By he heats, he superheats an iron, and puts it to the side of the guy's face, uh. <laughs> which Dwight, which you've seen in the TV show because he did it to Dwight, which in in the comics Dwight's first wife 
Dwight's, Dwight's wife became Negan's first wife. But they slept together again, and so Dwight was punished. Because she stayed with Negan, thinking that it would make everything easier for everybody, which it doesn't. No. So, but Negan, yeah. He'll, he's going to be a, a special kind of psychopath. Oh, yeah. But I'm already loving him. Yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's great. He he was perfect cast. Oh, yeah. Him. Definitely. I'm sorry we got off topic. I'm no, really, it's I'm fine. I'm really good at this. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We do it all the time. Yeah. So, it's fine. Totally fine. The next one I had was a movie called Silver Bullet. Oh. Uh, it had Corey Haim and uh, uh, Gary Busey in it. Back back in the eighties, <coughs> and uh, you know the little boy who finds out that the town preacher is a werewolf of, <laughs> of all things, and I mean it, I I wonder where Silver Bullet came from, but it was more of uh, it was like more of like it was by his wheelchair than it was because that's how the name the Silver Bullet came from was that's the name of his wheelchair of his bike or wheelchair type of thing, but of course the Silver Bullet ultimately kills the kills the preacher, but. Um, that one was. I'm not sure how popular that is. I'm not sure if you've even seen it before. I've know, seen. Maybe. I've seen clips of maybe. it. Yeah. Um, but that one was one of those stories that just you know to kind of kind of sticks in your mind and you know it's it's. I'm not sure what the budget was like either on that one, but it was. I think it was pretty good. And you know you have a, you know, guy who talks about preaches about God, and <laughs> then he he's ultimately a, a werewolf and he, he kills people in the town right during the full moon. You know, but. <laughs> And then the boy finds out, and then the uh, the pastor finds out that he that the boy knows and goes after him and his sister and Gary Busey, who's the uncle. And it was yeah, it was, it was I think it was pretty well. Weren't they in like a cabin in the woods type of thing? Well, or? no, this was uh, they. It was just in a town. It was oh, just, just in a town. regular town and town that was uh, you know that had you know close ties and stuff like that. And um, uh, Corey Haynes' parents they went out there like went on a little vacation type of thing and. Uh, he fi- finds out that the the preacher's a werewolf because he shoots a rocket at the werewolf's eyes, and then he happens to find out the wer- the preacher's wearing an eye patch the following day. Oh, so okay. then he kind, of, he kind of like figures out, oh, maybe he's the wolf. So he kind of like haunt, <laughs> like taunts him, and then <laughs> kind of pisses him pieces pisses the uh, preacher off. So the preacher en- ends up going after him. And he's like, why can't you know? Why can't you leave me alone? You know, type of thing. Like, why can't you guys just leave me alone? And then he ends up killing the town sheriff and Jeez. all that stuff. But yeah. <laughs> but they they had a necklace that uh, the I think the sister had a necklace that, that was turned into a silver bullet. And then that, that's how they ended up killing them. Was that they made uh, they had the town um, lock or we call them the blacksmith. Yeah, blacksmith uh, pretty much make a silver bullet for for them. He made two of them, I guess. That way they could hunt down the werewolf and because they knew that he's gonna come after him. Interesting. And so he comes to their house at night and shuts off the power and uh. <laughs> jumps through the window and scares the crap out of everybody. And Gravy's like, "Holy shit!" You know. And he's holding a gun in his lap while he's sleeping, and he's holding a cigarette and he's waiting for you know the attack to happen. And so he's got a loaded gun in his in his lap, you know, could go off at any time and. So, <laughs> I'm sure Gary Busey does that in real life. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't acting. That was in his trailer. <laughs> yeah, they just they just happened to film. They decided to just film it that way and keep it. <laughs> it was it was pretty it was pretty. Funny. When I get when did I get to act? Um, we got everything we need. Yeah, and it, it was it, it was really a really good story, and it it I I watch it all the time to this day. It when it's you know when it's on TV and stuff like that. And, 
Yeah, that's one I need to see all the way through. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah, it looked like a good movie. Your, wa- your wife needs to send you away for a weekend so you can just sit and watch movies. Yeah. I, I know it's got to be hard to be able to sit down and watch you know, scary any kind of any movie that's not child appropriate with three kids in the house. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it, it can't happen. Especially well, when you try to watch Walking Dead, and you're like, nope, go back to your room, go back to your room. I have three kids in the house, and they've uh, they've <laughs> they've already uh, they've seen parts of the of the Conjuring, uh, not mm-hmm. the uh, they've seen the portion of the part, you know, the uh, the ghost on top of the cabinet and everything that jumps down. They've seen that portion, they're like. That's scary. They're like that's pretty funny to me. So they, they think it's more funny than it is uh, scary. They're like, yeah, that's not scary. It's funny. So I mean, they have they've seen they know of you know Freddy Krueger. They know of you know Chucky. They know of Jason. They haven't seen the the killing portions. They know other characters. So I won't let them see them that just yet. But they think any, any kind of horror movie that they, they've seen, they're like, this is not scary. Well, I mean, they're like, they're gonna be what hard is to, this? They're gonna be hard to please when they get older. Yeah. I mean, the Conjuring. I think they uh, they got scared a little bit when they saw that the. The lady, you know, the ghost, yeah. Thing, but when they see everything else, like this is not scary. Wait, what is this? <laughs> so they kind of like me. It's kind of hard to, to please them because like this is not scary at all. Right. What, what are we even watching? <laughs> they're like, okay, we're just going away because this thing's not even scary at all. So <laughs> it's not a comedy. And they're eight and six, and they're like, I, I, I don't. They're like, what is this? <laughs> I fear for my for my daughter. <laughs> I can only imagine she's gonna walk in the room at some part, and I'm gonna like, like I'm gonna jump out of my chair, and she's gonna be like, "You're a boss. Like, she's gonna be like <laughs> probably, yeah. Don't be scared, Daddy. That's nothing. Because <laughs> well, my my wife, my father-in-law, and I, because we're we like horror movies, and we we go see these things in the movie theaters. We're like, how are they making these things? And it's just when they make a horror movie these days, it's hard to please. Well, it's hard when I see it, it's hard to please me because I'm like. What is this? And like the story is completely wacky. Then you see you see a preview. Like this is a really good looking movie. Then you go see it. You're like, what is this? Yep. <laughs> now I, I wasted you know fourteen dollars on this. You know on this movie, and I'm like, well, anymore, yeah, yeah. You so have to really choose them wisely. So he was talking about like maybe like getting together and making our own kind of horror movie. I'm like that'd be kind of awesome. Yeah, come up with all these characters and make our own kind of you know screenplay type thing. So. Yeah, people are doing that now. Yeah, you can see all kinds of fan-made movies and trailers and stuff. How well this is what like like I just caught a last night I was or yesterday I was watching a, a fan fan-made trailer to what they think the next Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie should be and stuff. And it, I mean, it involved guns and stuff, but it, it looked good. And there's a somebody did a, a short video of for the Punisher. For like supposed to quote unquote lead into a sequel, mm-hmm. and it, they brought back the guy from the, the the I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty Laundry. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. And now, oh my god. Ron was, Perlman's in that. That was better than the the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. That would have been so. Just cool. make small movies. Yeah. So I think a lot of these off the wall movies that you that people come up with is if they're fresh ideas. You don't have these studios trying to put these together. You know, it, there's just ordinary people that are just out there just doing their thing and all of a sudden it's, it looks good and I think some of these studios should probably think about that and maybe get these kind of people and then kind of put these kind of projects together I think that would ultimately be mm-hmm. a better outcome than some of these other yeah. you know because remakes aren't doing no doing anything justice it's lazy I, I, mean, I think I think part of the problem is it's for, for one it's the same people doing it over and over and over and you I mean you're going to have guys like John Carpenter who are always going to bring it to the table 
and wow people. But over but then you're going to get others like Michael Bay, who's going to be either hit or miss. Yeah. Or either that or and then you're going to get people who've been doing it for so long, they just get, it's the same thing over and over. Yeah, they just get tired of it. Um, and they need to, <laughs> and they need to, to start watching these YouTube videos and be like, all right, look, this, this, this movie here looks phenomenal. I want to talk to this person. Let's bring them in. We'll pay them a little bit of money. Don't even have to turn, you know, and they don't have to go on to do anything else. We'll pay them some, like a, like 50 grand. Mm-hmm. And we want your input on this movie. We're going to use your idea. So now, and so, and then there you go. And some of these fan-made movies are phenomenal. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah. And, and then like, but then, you know, and then I think also part of the problem is these commercials. They hype it up. Yeah. And they, they show you the best parts. Like, and I like Eli Roth. I do. Mm-hmm. I li- you know I liked the uh, the hostile movies and stuff like the first two anyway that were his. I liked them. I enjoyed them. I like it some of his stuff, but that Green Inferno, uh, I have not seen all of it. I caught part of it and I was disappointed. I, it was all it was it. No, is that the island one where? Yeah, it's the cannibals. And, okay. And I I watched I caught part of it on online. And I read a lot of reviews, and it got hyped up, and I got really excited because it's going to be another Cannibal Holocaust. It's going to be another excellent movie. And it was, I was, yeah, everything I've read about it and what little I saw about it, I was so disappointed. I think think that's also part of the problem is Hollywood will take whatever day they can get their hands on and run with it, and then they hype it up whether it's good or bad. Right. And nobody takes the time to really sit down and pay attention to what's going on, to, uh, if it's going to be worth anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, the originality is kind of not there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what that's the beauty of YouTube and things like that. It's like, that's, that's where it's at. You know, you get people who are fans, and they can come up with some twisted stuff, you know, stuff that would probably scare them. And, like, for instance, I, I have my own ideas, and I'm not the biggest scary movie fan, but I know what terrifies me, and I think, you know, I can make it effective probably enough that i couldn't even watch it <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm 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 part of a or i watch the shorts and stuff on a, a deal on facebook called crypt tv crypt tv and i think it's all fan-based made and some of them are just oh my god <laughs> and they're really short there's one where this this gal is watching tv you know, it's dark and she doesn't her doorbell rings. she goes and opens the door there's no one there looks down there's a package she brings in the house, which I've I've read a few books. That's the first thing you do not do, because <laughs> it's, it's nighttime. Nobody delivers at night, and the package, the box is just folded shut. It's a UPS box folded shut. No, you're you're doing it wrong. But okay, <laughs> opens it up. It's a creepy uh, marionette clown doll. Oh yeah. And it, and there's a note that says, "Hi, my name is Cal." She's like, whatever. Stuffs it back in the box. Goes back and watches TV. And then after a little while, she hears. After a little while, she hears a noise. She turns and there's the doll sitting somewhere. So she picks it up, throws it in the trash. Goes back, watches TV for a little bit. She all of a sudden she glances down. And there's Cal on the floor. Picks him up, stuff in the box, takes him outside, and drops him outside and shuts the door. Knock on the door. She foolishly opens it. You see from Cal's point of view as he bolts into the house. She doesn't see him. And in the end, she ends up in the basement. Huddled against the wall with a flashlight, and Cal is standing on the other side and then charges her, and that's it. It's over. Whoa! But it was—it's all dark. It's really creepy. That's a movie they've done, and then they'll show uh, previews to creepy movies that are coming out and stuff. But once again, 
there's a whole pro, uh, whole bunch of fan-made short movies that people have taken time and energy to make that Hollywood could dip into and get ideas for scary movies. Yeah. And there has to be stuff out there for, for everything just like that for everything. Oh, yeah. But we're just going to take the same stuff and revamp it, which, like they're doing with Friday the 13th yet again. <laughs> yep. Yep. I actually liked the last one. I but, did too, but you know. come on. Yeah. You're re-re-re-rebooting re, <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> Make a sequel. Yeah. Get us get us away from Jason X. Aren't they planning on rebooting like uh, some of the other Stephen King movies like uh, Pet Cemetery as well too? I, they plan I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I, think I heard something about that. They were planning on rebooting that as well. As long as Stephen King has got his hands in it, it should, it'll still turn out really I mean, good. if they're going to do It, I'm sure they're going to you know bring to life a lot of the other uh, older movies as well too. And now that they have more technology, I'm sure the special effects and everything will probably be a little more, yeah. of course, advanced as well. Yeah. So. Well, if it's, if it's successful, it... Yeah. They'll probably go just go at it with his other books. Maybe they'll use the same creative team if it's that big. Because so far right. it looks like they're they're really doing a good job. Right, it's effective. I think the last one I have on on my list uh, was the the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Sure. Um, oh yeah. I've I, I love Robert England. He I mean he just brought that character to life. I mean I think he's the only one that can actually pull this off. I mean I I saw the remake. I didn't like it as much. I think uh, the beginning of it, like the origin of how he became who he was, ultimately, uh, was pretty good. But then I, I, after that, I couldn't really get into it. But uh, I think out of all of them, I think the my favorite one is well, I have favorite ones. The third one is the one I, I was the one I saw first because of the you know the, the little doll that's hanging on the wall and it, it comes the clay doll and it comes to life and you know puts that guy's you know. Like a puppet makes wires come out of his arm oh. and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's, that's the very first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I ever saw. And that was I was five. Wow. And then so basically I went backwards and then I started and then I saw the first sure. one. And then I think after that, uh, my my other favorite one's the fifth one, which is the uh, the Dream Child. Yeah. That they it takes place, you know, he, he kind of uh, haunts the Alice's baby <laughs> and they find find his mother in a in the in a room at a, a old I was an old hospital or asylum or something like that. He must have buried her in the wall. So, a friend of Alice's goes in there, beats on the wall, and then the spirit comes out. So, I mean, I like that one. And then um, Freddy's Dead. I like that one. Yeah. It's it more. It's kind of more comical. More com- comical they got more comical as they went as along. Went on, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that one a lot. Um, I remember that one. Johnny Depp. He had a commercial like "This is your brain on drugs" or something, and he just gets hit in the head with a frying pan. Yeah. I think it's Freddy <laughs> yeah. and. That's kind of a cool... Yeah, that had Roseanne and Tom Arnold in it. Do you remember that? They had a little cameo. because yeah, they showed... They went to his hometown. And oh, she yeah. played And she played a mother who had lost her son to Freddy and, like, just went, like, mm-hmm. creeper, like, super creepy. Yeah, they both were, like... Because these teenagers showed, oh, little kids! Oh, my God, get away from me. <laughs> they were so excited because no one... There hadn't been children in that town in years. Oh right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, didn't didn't they try to leave the house, the neighborhood? And every time they turned, they kept coming back yeah, down they the come street. The same one, yeah, because yeah. they couldn't leave. They couldn't I saw leave that a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, but in Freddy's Dead, they uh, it's like they uh, they they beat him. It's like the, this whole thing of glass was shattered. Like they like they defeated the monster, so they got through the next to the to the next world. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the first one I really enjoyed because you know it's the original. <laughs> sure. And you know Heather Lane camps in it, and you know she's. The one that 
beats up the monster in the movie. Uh, Giant Depp's in it. I like that because, you know, his character kind of gets sucked into the... That death scene was <laughs> crazy. Yes. So, I mean... They didn't use chocolate syrup in that scene, no, that's for sure. Not. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I really enjoyed those movies. And I think it's one of the... Uh, uh, one of the series that you can actually expand on more and if they make more down the road maybe they will be good I hope that Robert England plays the character as much as he can until he can't do it anymore because so I don't think that you can really beat him doing that I know he tried someone else I think he did his best to you know do that character but I think that you know, Robert England's just going to be... He could deep. still do it. Just put that makeup yeah. on. And well, if he's got to run around, just do a stunt double. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he could still do it. Right. Well, he, uh, he was at... Uh, when he was, uh, a couple of years ago, when he was in Des Moines Comic Con, we took my... Our, at the time, she was 11 or 12-year-old niece. And was like, yeah, that's Freddy Krueger. And she's like, no, whatever. So, you know, we went up and we got a book signed for a buddy of mine who's a huge Robert England fan. We actually got our hands on... Uh, on his autobiography, which we would find out when we got there that it was a rare version because the pictures were not in the right order. So it turned out to be a rare addition to his autobiography. That's cool. So, But he signed it for my for my buddy and put his my friend's favorite uh, line, you know, favorite quote from Freddie, welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so in, in the <laughs> book the, and everything. That's on the third one. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, he, uh, he, so we got him to do the for the Kruger laugh for my niece, and when he did it, her she went pale. <laughs> so even you know, even though he has not been in in the, he's been doing other stuff. He could still bring it. Oh yeah, he, oh, he could still be just yeah. as creepy. <clears throat> my sister went to that Comic Con as well too, and she got a picture with him. So she's posted on Facebook, you know, with uh, with the claws and all types of stuff. around her neck, right, right? Around her or neck. something. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So she was pretty giddy about that she's like i can't believe i finally i actually met him and she's like i she's like she was just he's always he's always a, an actor like whatever he's in you're always wanting to know what he's up to right like what are you doing you know right. like i remember him in that um oh crap what was that movie in the late 90s uh urban legends yes he was the professor yep. and i was like what's he gonna do but i don't think he ever really did anything big but you know he always had that like he you had your a, guard up with his yeah, yeah. characters, well, and, he, and he adds a a, a level of, of creepy to any role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really neat to see him actually like talk normal, and it's like, whoa. And well, he, even even when he did uh, uh, New Nightmare, uh, that one. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it was it was darker. It was you know darker makeup. It was. Oh right. He's in the trench coat. He's in you know so he had darker hat. I mean that one was I thought that was pretty good as well too. That was he, when uh, he played, came. He played, he played both Freddy Krueger and himself. Yeah, I that's thought that right. was great because the whole movie's based around them making the first movie, and how Krueger takes on a life of his own. So it's and I really oh and I love that movie because he played played himself normal guy yeah whatever yeah you're, you're dreaming it don't don't worry about it and then turn around and there's Kruger and it's and he just and once again he brings it to the table and he just chills up your spine so he played both sides of it just a normal guy and I'm going to kill you know scare the hell out of you yeah, style as well because he was playing a fictional version of him right yeah it was like it was like the Freddie went into the real world yeah, of the yeah. actors who yeah, were yeah, in the movies yeah, yeah I, I still remember that animatronic uh, glove yeah. they're trying to improve that and then the yeah, that got really dark, didn't it? Yeah, that it was a good dark. good return, probably to to form. You know, yeah. like the first one. Yeah. 
And then, of course, we had Freddy versus Jason. Uh, do you put that in there? Or is that a whole other thing on its own? I think it's a whole thing on its own because it... Kind of it, a one-off of fan. One, yeah, and it was kind of comical as well, too, <laughs> yeah. in a lot of parts. It and was. I mean, I, I know they, they did that whole thing, kind of like, you know, what they just did with like, the Batman versus Superman. They, you know, they put two iconic characters together to see what they can do. And there's parts of it that was pretty good, but a lot of it was just more of the, the comical, like, oh, Big Bad Freddy. You know, you got the closet. You know, the yeah. gr- the girl from uh, uh from uh, Destiny's Child was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "So you're a Freddy? Whoa, you're scary. You know, <laughs> you're gonna kill me now. You know." And then you have Jason. That's uh, I think I think Kane Hodder played that one as well too. I think didn't. I think he did. And then that Jason was a little different because he actually he actually had some of the hair coming out of his head and all type of stuff. And I mean, it was it was pretty good. I mean, in the end, it was still kind of weird how you know when he cut Freddy's head off and sure then he winks at you <laughs> i don't think you i don't think you can include that into either franchise no it's I mean, kind it's of it's got to be a standalone, standalone movie right um <clears throat> i really that was that one i really i had always looked forward to that because you know at the end of jason goes to the hell, hell yeah you got the the claw yeah. oh that's the, right yeah. the, the gloves that pulls his mask down and laughs and all he, and all i could think of is you know, oh my god they're gonna make it this is gonna be so great and then it never happened i was so disappointed then i hear it's coming and you know i got giddy. Comple- completely different and it was completely what uh, the yeah like you said it was you saw the claw come out and you're like okay so they're gonna fight like in hell or is it gonna be yeah like something completely different but then when it came out i'm like just this is more comical type of thing so. it was i think that was about they were adding some comedy to that kind of stuff at the time um They've done that to a couple of different franchises, like uh, Child's Play. Yeah. Like, the Pride of Chucky was all right. I did not like Son of Chucky. Oh, the Sea of Chucky? Yeah. Or, or Sea of Chucky, Chucky, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which, they made another one. It's on Netflix. Curse of Chucky. I loved that one. That one, that one was good. Because uh, it was, it summed one. up everything. Because yeah. it, it, I mean, at first I'm like, why is his face completely different? I was like, his face looked like it was real in a way yeah almost an, and i gave him an innocent look yeah really yeah it wasn't the the uh it gave him a more of a lifelike look but it made him look innocent compared to the the dark you know or the my buddy version right. from the very first one right he, but when he got up moved around with the, the effects the combination of the doll and the cgi combined made him took that that innocent looking doll and it's just took it to a whole nother creepy factor <laughs> creep level it was oh man i love that movie and it was so done done so well and i love the ending i couldn't believe it actually it didn't go into theaters it was more of a it was i think it went straight to dvd yep and i think it should have gone backwards i think the you know the brad chucky and the c chucky should probably should have gone to dvd but yeah. the first chucky was completely different and it basically went from beginning of who charles a ray was and you know when he was killed in that toy store, and then all, all the way through, and it, it summed up basically the entire story. Yeah, interesting. And because I think uh, like the woman that was in there, uh, I think Charles Lee Ray, I think it was like, I think it was her, like her father or like or a neighbor or neighbor, neighbor or something like that. And it just it, it made a, a lot of sense when she saw that story. It made a lot of sense on how they made everything. Sure. But I wish that one was a little more popular than uh, than the other ones. Right. And they show the other ones because I think uh, Brad Chucky and Stitch Chucky probably would have been the they're the comical slash you know should have been made for DVD and then they should have just done Christian Chucky back then of course 
no one probably had the idea to do so. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And right. It, but it was pretty good. And I like how uh, it was Jennifer Tully. She she was behind it. She was she was in the movie at the end. You could literally uh, take in the very beginning of Bride of Chucky when he shows up at her door, and uh, <clears throat> and then then went then dropped the curse of Chucky right there. Other than the fact that he, you know, eventually mm-hmm. was all torn up and stitched up, but you could drop him in right there, and you could have completely did away with the rest of Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, and been just fine. Gotcha. That's probably what they were thinking, probably. Because that, because I never, that never made any sense to me. He shows up. It's Jennifer Tully's playing his girlfriend. Shows up, puts her in a doll. Seed of Chucky rolls around. They're harassing Jennifer Tully. So it's basically she's harassing herself. Yeah, it's and like, then then so they, your girlfriend looks like the actress. Come on, no, no. And then she tries to put her soul into Jennifer Tully's body that the voice is already, already yeah. playing. So, and then the yeah, it was yeah, it was completely backwards. I think they had Red Man in there or something like that as well too. Oh yeah, gosh. it just it was terrible. Did um did you go through all your your? I've got two. I actually have two left. Okay, I, mean, I had Conjuring one and two on there. We covered that. Um, I like the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, yes. Uh, I like that the kind of a more realistic... I mean, I love the original, but the guy who gave you kind of a more realistic look into it, an actual bringing forth a, a demon or whatever, dark god, which the guy who... The, the producer who did the original came back and did was a part of that. I think Bruce Campbell was actually on set for the whole movie as well. And he approved. But they gave it a more serious look. It wasn't campy. No, yeah. And it was it was really dark, and I really enjoyed that one. I have to end my list though on a comedy, because I, I Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is it, it's considered quote unquote horror, but I laugh every time I watch it, and that's another one I watch at least once or twice a year. In fact, every if it's on TV, I'm glued. And it, uh, I think we have that too. I think my wife lo- loves that movie. Oh yeah, and oh man, that movie. It, I, you know, it is so, it is so out there, and they actually used a, a couple of the masks in another movie, I don't remember what movie it was, off the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> one really? Of the, yeah. A couple of the masks made it to another movie as a prop. Um, the two brothers that, that drove the ice cream truck, one of them played Clownzilla, <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just so, it was just so, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, Inside baseball, it, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was hilarious. And then you had uh, John Vernon, who, once again, picks up the role as Captain Asshole. <laughs> and I, and every time he picks that role up and decides to be a jerk, I love every minute of it. Because <laughs> he does it so well. Yeah. So, I, you know, I... I had the and, and you know my father being a bir- you know a, a birthday clown and stuff. I had to end my list on, on Killer Clowns. It's one of my favorites. It's it's one of those movies that I just can't get enough of. What's coming out? What have you seen lately? What uh, you look forward to in the in the near future? I haven't really seen much lately. Um, um, I'm looking forward to. Well, I have The Conjuring Two at home. I'm going to watch. Uh, I rendered that, so I'm going to check that out. And then, like I said, I'm just excited to see uh, the new It movie when it when it comes out. I'm pretty excited to see that, to see how it compares uh, to the original. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot of out, out there that I'm really excited to see. If I if I see it, I'll probably rent it first to see if I like it. You know, I'll probably spend a buck on it. And sure. Then, 
safe. And, and, and then yeah. if I don't like it, then I know that you know I won't I won't buy it and add it to my my horror collection that I have. <laughs> sure. Um, I went and saw Don't Breathe, which I thought was very suspen- suspenseful. It was a really good movie. Uh, I love I love Stephen Lang. He is. Uh, and you and you uh, right off the beginning, with, with the first five minutes of the movie, you get a taste of all three of the the burglars, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, and the the friend zoned kid. <laughs> yeah, of uh, the boyfriend you instantly hate because he's just a dick. Yeah, like the, the first they break into a house, and he's peeing on the floor. He's <laughs> peeing everywhere. So you're like, you need to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, the girl goes into the bedroom, into some girl's bedroom, steals some nice stuff, but she's trying on clothes and stuff like that. And then the the friend, who's the mastermind, kind of he knows all the laws to breaking in and stuff. He he's very specific about what he's taking because he knows that if he steals so you know this much amount of money, they can be charged with this. And is right now you know at the, how, how at what point it becomes jail time instead of probation, right? And with and then shortly after that, you learn why they're doing it. Um, I thought it was a really and and halfway through the movie, you're going from that poor poor. Uh, military vet you know Stephen Lang to get those kids need to get their asses out of the house now somebody call the cops so what in the hell is the matter with this man because he completely changed turned, the whole story behind him changes mm-hmm. he is just not the the poor poor soul you think he is right they think he's weak and he's he's well, he, opposite the, the story behind him is he lost his eyesight due to a grenade uh, so he's blind he's a military vet and a rich girl <coughs> accidentally hit his uh, toddler daughter and killed her and she the girl got off scot-free and the family paid him a lot of money to shut him up to get him out of their hair sure. so these and so these three kids and they don't really tell you how old they are they're probably late late teens early 20s uh, they're just they're figuring one one last big score and they can be done excuse me and they can go on to do whatever they, they plan on doing and they get there and it's, you really, yeah, the whole neighborhood's have been abandoned. He's the only one there. It's just him and his Rottweiler. And it doesn't take long for, for you to go, that this poor military vet to, those kids are fucked. They need to get the <laughs> hell out of the house now. They need, so where's the police when you need them for, right. for those kids? Not to arrest them, but to help them. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. Great. It'll, it'll probably be one I own. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh. I might go see Blair Witch. I liked the first one. It was really good in theaters. If you watch it on a smaller TV, it's garbage. But I enjoyed <laughs> the first one. Yeah, same it may, here. It may be nice and nauseous. Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking about seeing the second one. I am looking forward to it. I, w- I can't wait to see how they how they do that. Um, I'm looking... In The Conjuring 2, there's a... Uh, a demonic looking it's a nun that looks like it belongs in a Marilyn Manson concert I'm just going to say it Uh, that that, that creature is getting a spinoff movie so I'm looking forward to that one as well so uh, and it's um, those are the only two horror movies I can think of that are coming out I'm sure there are others I'm looking forward to the the Nightmare or the Friday the 13th video game I will rent that because that's that looks awesome and I'm sure it's going to be repetitive it's not going to have a very high play value, but the fact that I get to go around killing stupid campers, all right. Hey, why not? Might get Billy to actually play video games again. <laughs> Maybe your kids will end up playing like, oh no 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 no. <laughs> this what are those? Game, Dad, this I, just, Dad, I just chopped his head off. 
Yeah, this game is funny. <laughs> what are those kids doing? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> they they learn how to murder somebody. They're wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the guy that the guy that did the Conjuring one and two, he's got like ten different movies on his plate. Uh, he's gonna reboot uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, sweet. Um, he's doing he's doing a couple of action fl- f- uh, films. Oh dear lord, that's creepy. I just showed him the Pennywise. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and he's got some more horror movies. He's gonna do Conjuring three. He's already stated. Oh really? He's making a third one. He's gonna take it. He's gonna and he's gonna. I guess he's gonna take it in a different direction, but he's still. But he but he wants to keep the feel of it. But he's going to take it. I guess to the next level. So I don't know if he's gonna do a more of a uh, something of a, another story from their books that are a little bit more modern time or what? Because these people are real, right? So and I've got some of their books. They're they're neat. I bet. I bet. So the the second one's pretty much like the first one in your no, book, or, um, or or I mean it's. Is no. it as good as the first one? Or? Yes, I thought yeah, it was just as good, if not a little bit better. And it, and it, it's not here in the states; they go to England. Okay. And it's yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. It was it's, and I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for Billy, but it was uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and you do get a once again you get a glimpse of Annabelle. Oh, you do. You get a glimpse of her. She, but she, it's not like, you know, the first one. She's, you know, you get to see the inside of the room. And, uh, Whoa. again. Maybe it'll help with the, with the sequel of Annabelle. Maybe that will. I'm sure Maybe. That's, that's what they're doing. Is, oh, look, there's Annabelle in the Conjuring. By the way, there's a sequel coming. <laughs> Annabelle redone. Yeah. <laughs> I, Re- I might, reinvented. I might wait till that drops in, like, Netflix or something. Yeah. Or, or Hulu and be like, all right, because that's where I'll that. nun up. one looks terrifying, though, just from the... Oh, the nun, the, the yeah. nun is... The nun is super creepy. Yeah. She looks like she belongs in a Marilyn Manson concert. <laughs> Maybe he'll do the like soundtrack. Extra, like she's part of an extra. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, then. She's really creepy, and then she's getting... And it. It's getting its own movie. Wow. I don't know what it's called. It'll come out here in about a year or two. Wow. But that's another one he's doing. A psycho nun? <laughs> psycho nun. But it's... Uh, yeah, he's he's got several movies on his plate, and interesting, like right. half of them are horror, which includes. Which I'm not sure if he did Annabelle and Annabelle Two or not. I don't, but yeah, but it's it's got the non movie. It's got Conjuring Three, um, and my no Mortal Kombat. I don't remember the rest of them. Gotcha. But he's got he's got ten or twelve movies that he's doing. It's talented. So. I mean, yeah, that was the last very uh, that was yeah that was the last big scary movie I saw was the first Conjuring and. Yeah, I haven't seen two yet, so... Oh, I recommend it. It's on my list, yeah. Yeah, because we'll... Yeah. One of these days when the girls can go stay the night with Grandma and Grandpa yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, once a year I really test myself and we, we you know, we have Scary Movie Night and we try to watch scary movies. It kind of goes off course because some people don't want to watch, you know. We end up watching these Netflix ones that are just don't stupid. They're just... <laughs> I- uh, there's there's a couple of good ones on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, the Babadook was the, was was it's an, and it's an that was terrible. One. You didn't like you I didn't, didn't like it. it. Uh, I, I didn't think it was too bad. I liked the, the concept behind it. I, yeah. I kind of the concept was it. fine, but I I think the the movie was just good. It was just I, 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 I got I don't know. I got a kick out of it. There was another one too, uh, and I don't remember what it was called. There was another one that I I enjoyed as well. There's there are some decent ones on there. Sure, but. Um, you're gonna find a lot of independents. I've gotten half your independent movies, and I've gotten into a couple of them, and then be like, "Yeah, let's find something else." Right? Yeah, 
What was that? Uh, was it on YouTube? You said it was those fan films, or would you find them? Um, at? I found them on. I find them on fan. Uh, oh, uh, Crypt TV. On yeah, f- Facebook. Facebook. It, it, it's okay. an actual page. Okay. And it's uh, they've got a lot of weird ones, and they're not that long. Thirty seconds. There's been a couple that have been. Uh, I've been a couple of minutes. Uh, the, there's one. There's one that's. I think it's about five minutes long, and it's this girl calls her friend in the very beginning, f- freaking out because there's something in her apartment. Mm. She happened to just flip her phone around, and it and you got you only get a brief glimpse of what it is, and then it ran out of the room, Oof. and she bolted out of her apartment. So her friend picks her up and goes back to prove to her that there's nothing in the apartment. <laughs> so and she's flipping on lights and stuff. The lights are not that bright, but it still gives everything a dark and feeling, dark feeling. But it was it was creepy. Wow, that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I think that was a great list, and definitely uh, I'll watch those eventually with my hand covering my eyes but uh <laughs> no i i dig it's weird like i do like i do like the genre i kind of like the getting scared but yeah, i am a wuss i guess textbook material wuss so but i'm no. just gonna tie you down one day and just put you oh, right on tv just tied to a chair and you will not be able to move until that's you- a scary movie itself <laughs> if you if you want to be completely freaked out and grossed out day gone Dagon. Dagon. Um, <clears throat> since yeah, I've I've watched it. I can't bring myself to watch it a second time due to my faith. And I mean, eventually, <laughs> I will I will sit down and do it. But it's and get the DVD. Don't watch it off TV because they they butcher it. Sure, yeah. But it's uh, Dagon is an H.P. Uh, Lovecraft creature with like a dark god that lives in the ocean, and he's affecting this town and this. Kid, this guy and his fiance and her fan, her parents end up in this town, and things just go to shit. <laughs> How they get there, whole nine yards. It just goes to shit. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, if you really want to be completely creeped out and grossed out, <laughs> Billy's like he doesn't. <laughs> no, I'll try. Yeah, we're gonna torture him one of these days. We're just gonna just sit him down. We'll just. What was that one movie we watched a long, long time ago? It was very grotesque. It might have even been the Peter Jackson movie. It's something about they were eating at a table, and it was very grotesque. And I, oh, it's the cover is this. I think it's this girl, and she pulls her face, and then underneath there's some some kind of creature. Can't remember what that was. They live. I don't know. Gosh, it might have been. She's opening up her face, and you see this eyes, and there's like this tiny little face in her mouth. Uh, no, actually, it's not. It's not. They live because that's the um, what's his face movie. That's the Carpenter movie, right? They live. Uh, maybe that's something else. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what this was, but I I know you you bought it and you brought it over and it's like over the top. It's mostly grotesque, but it is scary too. I can't remember what. I just remember the the cover is like she's like pulling her face. Oh man, it's gonna get to me. I'll have to look for it. Yeah. I see it ever pop up. I guess I'm, I'm I'm a fan of a couple of things on Facebook and every so often they they throw up. The old, you know, scenes out of like Critters or, you know, or some old movie, you know, the original yeah. Poltergeist and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a cover of a video movie, so I'll have to watch for it. Definitely. Well, yeah, that that list is great, and I think uh, you know everyone listening, of course, check those movies out because you know it's you don't want to waste your time if you want to get scared. You know, you want a good movie, so yeah, highly recommend going by those lists, and yeah, that. And future movies to come, the the it's and hopefully hopefully it'll be well received and so. do its job. But I, uh, 
I really, yeah. As long as Stephen King's got his hands in it, it should turn out to be really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. So, you know, everyone go out and have fun and check out some scary movies and happy Halloween. I'm Josh. I'm Billy. I'm Dave. Take care.